Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. Today is Wednesday, April 5th. The year is 2023. It's the year of Larry. I'm Larry. This is my brother, Daryl. This is my other brother, Daryl. Are you here for the wedding or the septic tank? Good question. <laughs> All hell, Larry and Daryl and Daryl. It is right to give Larry, Daryl, and Daryl your thanks and praise, boys and girls. Just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on another remote edition, a virtual Ooh. edition of the Ralph Report. I'm your old podcast pal. My name is Mr. COVID. Sitting here, not here at all. No, Sitting not anywhere near you. In a secret location on the Ooh. other side of town, in his hidden mountaintop lair. It's our own. Holy God. Holy God. AKA the Rear Admiral, the Sheriff of Ghost Town, the Mayor of Myrtle, the victim of vandalism, the Dilf Pickle, the Nipsey Muscle. It's Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo-ho, Eddie. That's right, kids. We're doing another show separately because, again, uh, as of today, I tested a big old honking <sighs> red line of death. Still thick and red? Yeah. Thick and bright red? What are you asking about? Just sturgidly red? You talking about my COVID test? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still red. It's just a giant oh, pain in the ass. Come I'm, on, I'm, man. I'm symptom-free. I feel top of the line, top of the mark, top of the world. Are you still contagious then? Is that I how does it work? Don't know exactly. Uh, Here's the thing. I never had a fever. Yeah. My symptoms started, let's see now, last Friday, I guess, when I got back from the trip. So... So Friday will be a full week. That's seven days. They say after five days, usually you're not yeah. contagious. Hmm. But I keep testing positive, so I can't be sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want to take any chances with you because, again, because of Tracy. I appreciate it. So she I think too. we're just going to have to let the whole week run in this style, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll gather together again next week. All right. Seems like a fair. Do what we have to do. And uh, for folks who are saying, oh, it sounds pretty good, but there's a little bit of a lag between you. And yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> we know. We know. It's not ideal. It's no. not how we want to do it. It's how it we is, have to do it. It is a better show in the room together. We admit sure. that. Yes, we'd yes. rather be together doing that. But we're doing we're doing the best we can. We survived the whole pandemic doing it in the room together. And then we get out of the pandemic, and then we can't do it in the room together. Well, we had I had to take time off last uh, November. We 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 yeah. shut the whole thing down because I, I yeah. couldn't even function. But I figured because I don't have any symptoms, I'm not feeling ill. 
Yeah. There's no reason for us not to do a show. And this is the only safe way we can do a show. Right. So, so that's what we're going to do. We're doing it. And, and so, uh, yes, we acknowledge it is not the exact same show you're used to. <laughs> Please know we're aware of that and we're, and we're just doing the best we can. <laughs> Dear Lord. All right, let's do something fun. We got a great show ahead of you, kids. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Wednesdays are a blast because we take a look at a one-hit wonder, of course. Uh, Today's a good one. One of my favorites. Oh, really? Entertainment news just around the corner. Your phone calls, of course, to kick things off. But before we do any of that, it's time for... All week, thanks to Warner Brothers Home Entertainment, I am giving away Batman, the doom that came to Gotham on digital this is a brand new dc animated feature that came out last week and we've got copies to give away to garmy members i don't know if i told you the story or not but they reached out to me that's great did you work on the did you do any vo on the movie or anything or no connection to the film at all huh but uh the good folks there at uh, warner brothers home entertainment reached out said look we know you're a huge batman fan your fans know that you're a huge batman fan you have huge batman fans as fans of fans of fans of yours So why don't you give away some uh, copies on digital for your That's so your cool. And I was That's like, so cool hell yeah, I'll do that. And we'll string together some, uh, some trivia to make it fun. So that's exactly what we're doing. Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, adapted from the three-issue graphic novel miniseries. It follows an alternate, alternate Bruce Wayne in the 1920s and works in a lot of cool H.P. Lovecraft angles as well it's available now to everyone on digital 4k and blu-ray us here we're giving it away on digital with trivia questions yesterday's question was the very first appearance of batman was of course in detective comics number 29 back in 1939 or is it 28 no 27 jesus you should know this of all people i should know of all the people i got confused between the year 1939 and the comic book which was 27 uh anyway the first Appearance of Batman also had an appearance of one of his um, supporting cast members throughout his entire career. And we asked folks to send in emails with their answers as to what other Batman character was featured in that first six-page story along with Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Got a lot of interesting answers. I thought this one was kind of a gimme, but a lot of folks, and all these answers were fairly reasonable. A lot of people said, well, it's got to be Robin. But no, Robin didn't appear for until almost a year later in 1940. Mm. Uh, some folks said Joker or Catwoman. Again, reasonable answers, but they showed up even after Robin did later in 1940. A lot of folks, most folks said Alfred. That would have been my guess. He didn't show up until 1944. Oh, really? Yeah, almost wow. uh, five years after the uh, Batman character was introduced. That's when Alfred rolled around. Uh, Penguin was 1941. The Riddler was 1948, and uh, Mr. Tickle was uh, one of the one of the guesses. Uh, never showed up in, in the Batman. Mr. Tickle, mythos, as far as I know, <laughs> the, <laughs> sounds like the worst villain ever. Uh, the the character that appeared in that very first Batman story was Commissioner Gordon. Uh, makes sense. It does make sense. That makes sense. Uh, Commissioner Gordon was friendly with with foppish socialite Bruce Wayne who seemed so bored with everything and uh, Commissioner Gordon told him about this murder and then of course uh, 
Bruce puts on the cape and cow and investigates. Yeah. So, That's his biggest ally, bigger than Robin, I would think, would yeah. be Commissioner Gordon. So if anyone ever asks you, Commissioner Gordon has been the person fighting crime alongside Batman for the longest. I want to congratulate Marnie Azzarelli. She got the answer right. And Marcin Madzinski. 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 Got the answer correct. So uh, both Marnie and Marcin won Batman, the doom that came to Gotham on digital, and uh, I'll send you out those digital codes so you can download your own version. All right, that's today's. Oh, I guess I have to give out the next uh, trivia question, though, don't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah, if this continues, that All would right. be. I'll take it yeah. out. Uh, I'll take it back. Tomorrow, we'll be giving out more digital Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, but only if you answer this question correctly. And just like yesterday, please put your answer in the subject line. It makes it much easier for me to put everyone into the drawing. We do draw the names out at random, so uh, it takes it uh, takes one less step for me to do it. If you put your question, your answer rather, in the uh, in the subject line. Today's trivia question in the comics: What yeah. supervillain once broke Batman's back? Leaving oh. him crippled and wheelchair bound. Oh. What supervillain once broke Batman's back, leaving him crippled and wheelchair bound? If you know the answer, put it in a subject line. Email it off to me, Ralph at the RalphReport.com. We'll tell you that answer tomorrow and we'll tell you who won. All right, let's turn our attention now to Garmy members near and far as we do with the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one eight three three. Hi, Ralph. Know that I will leer, hear you. I will leer at you, and I will hear you. <laughs> you will definitely leer. I will definitely leer. You're a leer. I listen to every single one of those voicemail <laughs> messages. Then I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Wow. Yesterday was World Rat Day, and I reiterated my intention of getting myself a pet rat. It's an intention. It's not just a desire. It's a full-on intention. I, it just seems so cool. You're going to do that. An intention means you, you plan on doing it. You intend well, to do it. Correct? Well, I'm getting a little pushback from the ladies in my life. Queen Jay doesn't seem to be a big fan of the idea. <laughs> and Olivia has uh, uh, gone on as a hard no. A hard no. Hard right. no. But wow. um, look, I'm the grown-up. I get to make the choices. Right, right. You pay and the I got to tell you, there. rat fans coming out of the woodwork, as rats <laughs> tend to do, with their support. Hi, Ralph. This is Christina from Orange County. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Steve. We're thinking about you. We hope you do well. Listen, I was calling because I was listening to the Ralph report about you getting a pet rat. My um, daughter kept rats, and they were lovely. They're very caring. They sit there, and they'll cuddle with you. And you, it's, it's the more that you hold them, the more that they'll ride around on your shoulder. They're very fun, loving little creatures. Be warned, though, they do only live about three years. They tend to have some health issues. But um, other than that, she loved her rats. She took very good care of them, and they were great pets. All right. LMB, bye. There you go. Uh, three years, that's perfect for you. It is, because I have commitment issues. So 
That's perfect. It really works out. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I don't like the rat as a pet. I just got to wait it out like three years. You wait it out. Or just let it go be a rat somewhere. No. The, the domestic rats, you can't just eh, release them in the wild. It it's, it's in the genes. Is it? Yes. I did one email from Don, however, who was staunchly anti-rat. Well. Let me read it to you real quickly. Ralph, I have seen people walking around with their pet rats. It's unsettling to see a fully grown male rat with his balls resting on the shoulder of his human companion. Please, <laughs> please don't. Find a different rodent. I don't want to picture your face and rat balls all in the same sentence. Garmy Strong, Don. Well, they do have a disproportionate shaped size balls for their body. However, however how appropriate yes. for me to have a pet that also has disproportionately large yeah. balls. Truly your spirit animal. I think it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> the only thing that's giving me pause uh -huh. is... The plague? No, they don't carry the plague anymore. I don't, I don't necessarily want to be the guy with the weird pet. You know, like, <laughs> like on Venice Beach when you see the guy with the iguana on his yeah. shoulder. Or, right. you know, a, a guy, you know, walking a snake or whatever. It just seems like some people they 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 work too hard, right? By having the weird pet to try to draw attention to themselves. We have a guy up here near Runyon Canyon who always hikes. He's got a giant like iguana thing that he carries on his shoulder, and he always has a little sweater on it. And mm. literally, he's constantly stopped by people talking to him about his iguana, which like, is that, why he does it. Which is exactly why he does it. Yeah, I don't want to be lumped in with those people who are so yeah, desperate for attention that they have to have out. the odd pet. You don't go out. So that's what's the true. Difference? I am Howard Hughes. <laughs> so. so I could just I could just watch TV with my rat yeah, on my shoulder. Just, yeah, perfect. Something sounds very comforting about that. Uh, all week long, we've been doing the show separately. Me here in the Batcave, Eddie Pence in his secret location. Folks who were looking at the video for Munch and Monday on Monday, they had questions. Yeah. G'day, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, crew, good. Queen Jay and of Steve Get Well Soon, mate. We, we're pulling for you. Now, I love the Munch and Monday segment, the video. Now, we all love the man cave, but what's going on in the background where Eddie was sitting? Is that a Star Wars cave or what's happening there? All that Star Wars merch. Where, where was Eddie? Um, inquiring minds would love to know. Anyway, LMB. For, those who do, for folks who don't know, Eddie, why don't you clue them in as to what your collection well, is? I am in a, I, I do the show from my son's bedroom, which before I had a son was my man cave. I lost my man cave to him when he was born and it turned into his room and it's loaded up with Lego of all kinds, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, Batman, everything you can imagine. So they're everywhere. And then I had painted the walls behind me looked like, uh, a field. Like it, I painted all four walls to look like sort of like a field because Tracy won something very tranquil for the baby so right. there's mountains and sky and all that yes. stuff and then even on that wall behind me i painted that people saw there's a uh, big bird and bird or a cookie monster and elmo and uh grouch and they're having Oscar a barbecue the they're having a bar they're tailgating because further over is fedex field so they're ta tailgating right outside fedex field oh god so and the uh elmo has a Former Washington Redskins jersey on. It was all, he, he, my kid was into Sesame Street, so I painted it on the walls. Gotcha. You know, that's many, what's behind me. It's how many years ideal. ago was that? 2011, 2010, so, you know, 13 years ago. So maybe 12, time to uh, spruce up the kid's room a little bit. I should paint over them. 
I don't know if he's still into Elmo, but I'm guessing at 13, probably not so much. He's kind of, well, the, the, the dresser that's behind me, that's right above that is where we, that used to be the changing table. It's one of those changing tables that turns into a dresser when you're oh. done using the changing table. Gotcha. So he would, he would, it would distract him while I was wiping his ass. Mm. He would look up at Elmo or Big Bird and not, you know, right. be easier to change him. Not so. pee in your face. Yeah, so there's some there's some sentimental value to what's on the wall there. We, you know, I I, I would be sad to cover it up a little bit. I think it, well, it's time. I think probably is. Yeah, but he hasn't he hasn't complained about it. So, so folks are asking about what's going on in Eddie's background. It's not yeah. his necessarily it's not background. My, my former man cave, his kids room. Former Although you do cave. have a Star Wars collection. I do, but that's out in the dining room in the office area but I can't record out there because it's too loud and distracting with the other two people that live in the apartment with. Right. You got stuff going on. So, so there you go. There's the, there's the shakedown of what's going on behind Eddie in that situation. There you go. Hey, speaking of star Wars, did you ever give a place of honor to the the lunchbox? I got you for Christmas. It's it's out there on the set right next to the uh, Christmas album. You gave me two years ago. All right. Beautiful. Yes. They're both displayed beautifully. Just want to know it has a place of honor. That's it's out there. Speaking of geeking out. Hey there, it's Justin from Kentucky, and with this week, you guys are talking about the 66 Batman series. Very much coincidentally, I just purchased the Blu-ray box set for the first time. I've never really seen an episode of the old 60s Batman series. Um, I saw the movie once back when I was a little kid, but... My uh, question today is a while back, I think you went through your favorite episodes of the 60s series or your favorite villains from the 60s series. Could you just go over that again? Because I'm up to like the fifth or sixth two-parter, so I'm like 12 episodes in and I'm loving it so far. Uh, It's very different from what you know, I'm used to with, you know, growing up with the Batman animated series and stuff, but I absolutely love the 66 series now. So um, if you remember doing that uh, bit about your favorite episodes or whatever, um, could you just give a recap? Thanks a lot, LMB. Oh, no, don't ask me to talk about <laughs> Batman, please. Oh, it's so boring. Do we have a half an hour? First of all, can I say how envious I am? There's somebody who's watching the Batman TV series for the first time. That would be fascinating to do. Oh, my as, God. As an adult, to watch that for the first time. Especially if you grew up on the post-Grim Batman dark world, Batman, yeah. You know? Uh, and for those who say it's not Batman, look. In the early 1960s, pick up a comic book from the early 1960s, a Batman comic, and read it. And it's exactly the tone that they recreated in yeah that series and it was largely a comic book that was still being written for kids at the time so in order to make it appealing to adults they had to find another level for it which is where the comedy came in but there's a lot of stuff in there which is very true to the comics but if it, you are new to the series or you're looking for some quintessential episodes to check out first of all frank gorshin as the riddler is the quintessential performance of that character in my opinion if you look at jim carrey doing it in the films you'll see he's ripping off a yeah. lot of what gorshin did yeah. Gorshin took a C, maybe D level villain and escalated it and made it, made it one of Batman's main rogue, rogues gallery uh, uh, participants because uh, Riddler was nobody really when they started that show. It was sheer accident that Lorenzo Semple Jr., who wrote the pilot episode, just happened to pick up 
a Riddler comic book when he was doing research on the character. And that's the reason that that villain was featured. It could have been anybody, but um, brilliant performance. Also, all the Gorshin Riddler stuff is worth watching. Cesar Romero's Joker, love all the big four. I think Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, Julie Newmar as Catwoman, all worth watching. But there are some characters that were created just for the series that are some of my favorite villains. Roddy McDowell as Bookworm is definitely worth checking out. Victor Buono as King Tut is Great. hilarious. So good. So good. And so uh, those episodes also worth checking out. All the Mr. Freeze stuff. Mr. Freeze, a character that was created for the series as well. There was a character in the comics called Mr. Zero. They renamed him Mr. Freeze just for the TV show. So the reason that name stuck was because of the show. So the first two seasons, you really can't go wrong. Third season, when Batgirl gets introduced, the, the show was uh, running thin. The premise was was worn out by then. So it's it's kind of hard to get through the third season. But you're going to enjoy yourself. And by the way, if you do have the Blu-ray set, go to the bonus disc and find a little featurette about a guy who has a big Batman collection and Adam West stops by to get a tour. Uh, that would be me. So go check that out. All right, speaking of television, I bemoan the fact that I never know when stuff is going to be on the streaming services for me to watch. Yeah. I bounce around so much. It used to be, I, okay, what was Netflix? And then it was like, okay, what's Netflix and Hulu? Now I got to know what's on Peacock. I have to know what's on Paramount Plus. I have to know what's on Apple TV Plus. And I can't keep track of it. And I said, we should have a TV guide for streamers. Thinking... I was the first guy to recognize this as a problem. Hmm. Turns out there's a shitload of apps out there that you can use. I was not aware of them, so thanks for these calls. Yo, Ralph, this is Ralph from the OC. Your wish is granted. On your phone, go to the App Store. It's called TV Club. It'll, have, it'll be like a red icon logo of a TV. All you need to know is you put in the show, and it will tell you upcoming shows whenever it's publicly released of when a new show is going to drop, a new season or an episode, it gets updated. You can also have a checklist. Let's so say, like, you're behind on a show. There's no more guessing where you left off. You can knock them all out. It organizes them. You can even archive them. And anytime people recommend, ask for a show recommendation, I can go to my archives and say, well, these shows are completed or shows that are continuing. And also, the app with the show will tell you when it gets known to being a series is canceled and even say TV series end. So if you're in the middle of season two of something and you're like, I wonder if there's a season three. If it's announced there's no season three, season two was the end, it will update when you click on the TV show and said the series is ended. So you're welcome. That sounds enormously helpful. Yeah. TV Clubs, wow. name of the app. I got to check that okay. out. Hey, Ralph, Hamish from Orange County, Colin. You had mentioned um, that you're having issues keeping track of streaming shows because there's so damn many of them. Uh, same problem. What you might try is there's several apps for it. One's called TV Time, um, which is okay. The one I use is called Hobby, H-O-B-I. Basically, you just put in all the shows you watch, and then it'll track them, tell you when new episodes are coming out, give you notifications when it's airing, all that kind of stuff. So it makes it way easier to keep track of things because, yeah, there's way too much out there. Anyway, check it out. LMB. Sounds like all my problems have been solved. Yeah. I think all so. my TV problems, anyway. Well, that's your big problem. Still got a bunch of others. No, I got bigger problems than that. 
But this is going to fix my problems. Every episode, we play a little upbeat music for you to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. We're still knee-deep in covers. This idea came from Adrian. Hello, Garmy, one and all. Uh, Steve, get well. Uh, this is Adrian, four-star general from Los Angeles. Uh, Ralph, calling in for a recommendation for a happy hit. In light of your recent uh, spring break uh, road trip, and we're still doing the theme of cover versions, I just recently saw my favorite band at the forum, still kicking ass after 40 years. Um, it reminded me of the song that they recorded in the late 80s that I believe the original songwriter, Bobby Troop, I called him up to say it is one of his favorite versions of his most popular song. And my recommendation is Route 66 by Depeche Mode. Thank you. Enjoy if you haven't heard it before. Uh, love you. Mean it. Bye. Depeche Mode doing the old time standard Route 66. Wow. That's like a Nat King Cole song. Right. I had never heard this. Thank you, Adrian, for the suggestion. I checked it out and I dig it. Here's today's happy hit. That is a dope version of that song. Sure is. Thank you, Adrian, for the suggestion. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment, but it can't happen if you don't call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, 
which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now let's pay trip to some folks who passed away on this day, April 5th. We will honor their lives and legacies in Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. Hello, Dad. In the year 1531, on this day, April 5th, Richard Roos was put to Richard death Roos? for trying to poison an archbishop. Oh, how? With what? He was boiled to death. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's rough. A, that seems a slow way to go. A bad, bad way to go. <laughs> so they dip you in as it's boiling or they put you in there and then they boil the water while you're in there? I wish I had an answer to that question. I assume they boil it. Maybe it was even oil. It's 1531. They used to like boiling oil back in the day. That's such a waste of oil. Just deep fry you. Batter them up. Yeah. Well, look. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time, I always say. So you've got to be sure you want to kill an archbishop. You really have to. I don't know why that phrase has been on my mind so much lately, but don't do the crime if you can't do the time. I, I don't know either. It's just stuck in my head. 1697, Charles the 11th, king of Sweden, died at the age of hmm. 41. Okay. I think if I was going to be the king of a country, I would pick Sweden. Sweden seems like a pretty good one to be a king of. Pretty chill country. Yeah. You don't have to fight a lot of wars or whatever. Right. Host a lot of beauty pageants or something. Right. Skiing. But cho- good chocolate. All the, or, is all that Swiss, the, or is that Switzerland? That's, that's uh, Swiss. Yeah, that's Swiss. Swiss. Yeah. Well, uh, they could borrow some. Sweden. They're neighbors, right? Sweden is, uh, uh, you'd be getting into uh, the cheese fondue. Oh, yeah. And they eat a lot of fucking fish, too, don't they? Yeah. Or is that, uh, so much gross fish. Edward Young, the famed English poet, died on this day in 1765. His most famous poem, Eddie, in your opinion? Oh, uh, put it through my navel. <laughs> no, that's not one of his poems. Love of Fame. Love of Fame? Yes. Mm. Great poem that talked about how man creates his own wants and desires. Okay. The, the, the search for money and fame is a fool's errand, Eddie Pence. Remember it? that as you try to trod the stage performing your comedy in hopes for fame <laughs> I, and fortune. Hey, you do the same shit I do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I stay in my house. I don't go anywhere. I don't you trod the boards. Mm. Here's a little bit of the poem. Man's rich with little. Were his judgment true, nature is frugal and her wants are few. Those few wants answered bring sincere delights, but fools create themselves new appetites. Oh. Come on, man. Fools create shit. themselves new appetites. Deep shit right there. It sure is. In 1910, Charles Follis died, known as the Black Cyclone, which would be a bitch Ooh. name for a superhero, by the way. Or a wrestler. Or wrestler. <sighs> of course, that's where your mind goes. <laughs> the first black professional NFL player. 
No, oh, wow. Died, died at the age of 31 on this day in 1910. 1923, George Herbert, the fifth Earl of Carnivarn. Carnivarn? Carnivarn. 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 <laughs> he was the man who financed yeah. the excavation of King Tut's tomb in the Valley uh, of the Kings. Okay. He died at the age of 56 after a severe mosquito bite became infected. What? And he died from the infection. That seems like a curse from King Tut. Or did he die from the curse of Toot Uncommon? Just one of the many suspicious deaths that led people to believe there was a curse. There was a curse. Those who defiled the tomb of the boy king. You don't defile tombs of boys. (laughs) Don't do that. That's for sure. 1933, Earl Durr Biggers. Earl Durr? Earl Durr Biggers? First name Earl. Earl. Middle name Durr. Like Durr. D-E-R-R. Durr. Last name Biggers. 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 He died at the age of 48. Wildly successful author here in America. Created a fictional detective named Charlie Chan. Oh. (laughs) Which led to a series of horrifically racist films that were very popular. Durr. Durr. 1964, Douglas MacArthur, American general in World War II, of course, died at the age of 84. He's the one with the corncob pipe, right? Indeed. Had the the big corncob pipe. And famously, you know what he said? Um, Anybody got a light? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, he said, I will, I shall return, he said. Ah, with a light. No, during the Second the, World War, the book he, of was, he was battling in the Philippine Islands, mm. and Japanese forces were about to conquer the Philippines, so president of the time, Franklin D. Roosevelt, pulled MacArthur from that campaign and moved him to another location in the Pacific yeah. to, to live another day and fight another day. Right. And MacArthur, as he was leaving, said to the Filipino people, I shall return. And he Man. did that. In fact, he came back. In 1944, and freed the Philippines from Japanese control. Very nice of him. Man of his word. 1971, Earl Jock Carruthers died. So many Earls. It's true. I didn't think about that. Like the third Earl thing we've had. Earl Jock Carruthers, American jazz saxophonist, one of the greats, too. Passed away at the age of 60. Here's a little bit of his work with the old Jimmy Lunsford Orchestra. I missed my calling of not growing up in the era of big band music. Would have been fun. I would have been like. shaking my ass out there. Oh, yeah, you would have. With all the sure. girls at the USO. Your zoot suit. If you could uh-huh. be promised that you wouldn't die. <laughs> yeah. Would you go back and go to America in the World War II era and kill if some you- Nazis? <laughs> Well, if you're if you if you if you are immortal and you have promised you're not going to die, as long as I knew would, I wasn't going to die in the war, who wouldn't want to kill a Nazi? I'd love to kill some Nazis. I would love to kill Nazis. I wouldn't want to die, but in World War II, but I, that's I'd what I'm to, saying. I need love a promise. to kill a Nazi. I would. I need, yeah, then I would. Yeah, I need a promise from the Time Lords that if I go back and I, I'm swinging to the big band music and I'm fighting, I'm like in a cool uniform and I'm fighting yeah. Nazis. Yeah, just make sure I get out okay. That's all I right. Uh, definitely a heartbeat. 
1977, John Marriott passed away at the age of 83. Talk about your American success stories. John Willard Marriott started his own business in 1927. It was a nine-stool A&W root beer stand. Wow. He had saved up $6,000 and opened his own, his own root beer stand. He later went on to run Marriott International, the chain of uh, hotels around the world. Huh. Took him 30 years to open his first motor hotel or motel, if you will, in Arlington, Virginia. And then the rest is history. Wow. Marriott now has has over 7,000 properties in 131 countries. They're massive. Marriott. Marriott? Marriott? The Marriott. Marriott. It's OT, Marriott. I'm going to check in. I checked in at the Marriott down the street. I think I say Marriott. I think it's Marriott. I'm I going say Marriott. to the Marriott near the airport. No one Wait, says Marriott. It, it's OT. Marriott. M-A-R-R-I-O-T, right? Yeah, Marriott. Not Marriott. But there's an I in front of it, isn't there? Right. Well, how Does do you negate say? negate the O? What do you say when a large group of people uh, run roughshod in the streets when they're upset about something? A riot? <laughs> I guarantee you don't say riot. Everyone, there's a riot. No one says they're rioting in the street. Rioting in the street. They're rioting in the streets. Rioting. Oh no! Look outside. There's a riot going on. I don't think it's Marriott. I think it's it's Marriott. I think it's Marriott. Marriott. I think it's Marriott. You're gonna cause a riot. Potatoes, potatoes. Mm. 1981. Bob Bearheit passed away. One of the founders of the classic group Canned Heat. Passed away at the age of 36, way too soon. Nineteen eighty-four, Arthur Harris. Here's the guy. Here's just the guy we're talking about. British RAF commanding chief known as Bomber Harris for his bombing campaign against Nazi Germany in in, in the 1940s. Okay. Yeah. I'd do that. Yeah, but he was dropping bombs. I want to be, I want to be in there. You drop a lot of, you kill a lot of Nazis with a bomb though. Yeah. But here's the thing. Again, there must've been tons of German soldiers who were just victims of propaganda by the Nazis. Of thought, course. Thought they yeah. were doing the right thing or were yeah. so afraid to not do what they were told that they were fighting for the Nazis. I want to kill the guys at the top of the food chain, the real Nazis. That's who I yeah. want to get. I want to oh. get it Goering and Goebbels and Goebbels. I would Hoffman. still like to fly in one of those flying fortresses, though. That would have been cool. Yeah, it's too claustrophobic for me. <laughs> I need I need a little more leg room. Sam Walton, another American business success story. Sam Walton died on this day in 1992. You know the name Sam Walton, of course, Eddie Pence. He created the bookstore. (laughs) Walton's books. Right. I don't believe he did. Maybe. I don't know. Is it Walden or Walton? Walton. W-A-L-T-O-N? Yes. Okay. Is it Walton? Should we we pronounce it Walton? Walton books. Walden, it's W-A-L-D-E-N, right? Walden. Oh, Walden is the books. Yeah, Walden yeah. books. So I he had got nothing to do with that. Nothing at all, unless he changed his name. Walton. No, he didn't change his name. He made his name famous. His first For name, what? certainly. You ever heard of Sam's Club? Oh, yeah. And he also started a little mart named after his name called Walmart. 
He did Sam's Club and Walmart? Yeah, Walmart first, then Sam's Club. Jesus. He had a few bucks. Did he? 1994, Kurt Cobain. Of course, oh, tragically yeah. committed suicide on this day at the age of 27. Allen Ginsberg, American beat poet, best known for his poem, Howl, died on this day in 1997. In 1998, John Wilbraham. Wilbraham? Wilbraham. Classic British trumpeter. One, known as one of the great trumpeters in all of the UK. Used to play with the English Chamber Orchestra and uh, so many uh, high-class British organizations. Best known, however, for his work with the Beatles on their Magical Mystery Tour album. Hmm. He died at the age of 2001 brother theodore died are you familiar with brother theodore eddie Pinto? i am i'm not brother is he one of the chipmunks no <laughs> brother theodore you should you should hunt down some brother theodore footage <laughs> okay. i think you would appreciate him what is he? he was a performance artist and comedian okay a german a national who moved his family left germany during the the uh the war and came to america right and he was insane. Oh, I like and, him already. And he became known for being this lunatic that would show up on, uh, he became very popular in the 1950s. He got like an underground cult following in New York in the 1950s. Uh -huh. And he was discovered by TV personalities like Dick Cavett and Merv Griffin. And they would have him on his show because he was just nuts. Right. And then his career sort of waned in the 1970s, but David Letterman discovered him and brought him back out of retirement and had him on the Letterman show, the early Letterman show, a, a couple dozen times. Letterman loved him because he would go off on Letterman. Letterman could play opposite, like the, the reasonable person to this lunatic. Here's a little bit of the comedian known as Brother Theodore on the old Letterman show. I am what you might call a controversial figure, people either hate me or despise me. <laughs> they would rather shake the devil by the tail than shake me by the hand. But with every failure, David, with every failure, my reputation grows. One of these days, you'll see my picture on every postage stamp. One of these days, I'll funerize the world. Is uh, is that a Banlon shirt? <laughs> just, I, I I know him. I just looked him up while you were doing that. I know, yeah, I know who he was. He was in the Burbs. Yeah, exactly. Was, yeah, I know who he was. Yeah, he did yeah, have yeah. a role in the Burbs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, a lunatic, but yes. wildly insane. Yes. In 2002, Lane Staley, we lost him, of course, singer-guitarist with Alice in Chains, died way too young at the age of 34. I'm a man in the bar. 
2005, Dale Messick passed away, American comic strip artist and creator of the legendary Brenda Starr. Died at the age of 98. Dale's real name was Dahlia Messick, but she came about in a time in American comic strips where a female trying to do that job was less well yeah. welcomed than a, uh, a man was. So she created the gender-neutral name of Dale Messick, and she became a star by creating uh, Brenda Starr. 2008, oh, we lost a classic. Charlton Heston oh. died at the age of 84. Ah, they pried the gun out of my cold, dead hands. I thought they buried him with it. Ah, did they bury him with his gun? I probably. Yeah, Fucking probably nut did. job. They couldn't get it out of his hands. Psychopath. <laughs> Crazy. Ferdinand Porsche died on this day in 2012. As you can imagine, he was a German car designer. Well, yeah. The Created Ferrari, the Porsche 911. Right? Oh. 76 years old today. John Panette. Are you familiar with stand-up comedian John Panette? I opened for him for a couple times. I opened Shut for I up. did I did warm up for his uh, DVD taping in Montreal back in 2006. I warmed up the crowd for his DVD special. I hate you. Yeah, he was amazing. He was fun. He was amazing. Him. One of my yeah. favorites. He was hilarious. And the, the the absolute nicest person you would ever meet in the entire you had so unassuming, so kind. He was a, he was a blast to be around and just a really funny guy. Hugely talented guy, yeah. known most mostly for his stand-up, but he was a brilliant impressionist too. Yeah, he was yeah. an actor. He could sing. He was great. He was and just above all, he was a, such a kind man. It was incredible. If you yeah. don't know John Panette's work, look him up because uh, he was one of my favorites. And when he passed away again, way too young at the age of fifty, yeah, about ten years ago in twenty fourteen, I was deeply saddened by that news. And whatever um, he, special he did in 2006 or seven, I, I, I did the, I opened up for him in that one. So I don't know which one it was, but yeah. He was a cool massive guy. man. He was morbidly obese. Yes. Yes. Which probably led to his uh, passing early, such an early age. Early demise. Yeah. But boy, great stuff. Here's a little yeah. bit of one of his comedy specials. I don't know if this was the one you opened for uh, him or I don't not. Know. I went in and bought a toaster and the lady said, could I have your name and address? No, I have this money and I'm taking this toaster now. You don't need my name and address. I'm not adopting it. I'm purchasing it. Oh, and he would, being a man that big, he would, like, he, I remember being backstage and he would just go out and he would just do an hour 45, like it was nothing. Wow. And then come back and do a second show right after that, another hour 45. It was crazy. Dear God. Yeah. What a talent. Yeah, so good. 2015, actor Richard Dysart passed away, best known for his work on L.A. Law, played Leland McKenzie on that show, died at age at 86. In 2020, Bobby Mitchell, American Pro Football Hall of Fame running back. Yeah. Four. Died at the age of 84. Four. Uh, he played with the Cleveland Browns. No, stop it. He, he did play with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, for a little bit. And then he played for the rest of the And in 2020, we lost Honor Blackman, great English actress, beautiful also back in her time. Uh, was one of the original The Avengers, the TV show, not the uh, comic book mm. version with John Steed. And probably the best known Bond girl of all time. Who are you? My name is Pussy Galore. <laughs> I must be dreaming. 
Pussy Galore herself <laughs> died at the age of 94 on this day. Pretty, pretty impressive. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone who passed away. We run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat or perhaps just stick up his ass and pull out. <clears throat> Here's how we do it. We talk about the food, then pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match... Jackpot. Then that means Eddie's going to eat that food. If they're mismatched, <laughs> he's not going to go for it. <laughs> Let's find out today's... Death is Howard Hughes. We were just talking about oh, Howard Hughes. Your inspiration. Famous American reclusive billionaire, filmmaker, aviator, died on this day in 1976 at the age of 72. What a life. Did you ever see The Aviator with uh, Leonardo I DiCaprio? Did. I did. Great film. Uh, Martin Scorsese directed. Yeah. I still don't think they captured the expanse of what this guy did, even with a film dedicated no, they, to his No, they life. really focused on the aviation part. Yeah, which is That's fine. That's really what, yeah. But the interesting part is when he moved to Vegas and he went to the Desert Inn and they said, you have to check out now, Mr. Hughes. And he said, I don't want to. So he just bought the hotel so he never had to leave. <laughs> That's got to be amazing to it have is. that kind of money. He was known to have an obsession with foods. Different foods, several yeah. foods. Yeah. One was peas. He yeah. would order 12 peas with dinner, exactly 12. And then would take some time sorting them by size. <laughs> and if they were too big, he would send them back. <laughs> he had an issue with peas. And I didn't bring this up because I know you don't like peas, so I wasn't even going to bring this up as the food. Good, good call. So I'm going to tell this story instead. Howard Hughes was famous for his obsession with Baskin-Robbins banana nut ice cream. When he was living full-time at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas, he insisted that they store it in bulk in the hotel's freezer so he could have it whenever he wanted and not fear running out. So imagine one day when his employees go to buy more gallons of banana nut at their local Baskin-Robbins, and they've been informed that banana nut is no longer on the menu. They're taking oh, it off the menu. Oh, my Lord. Now, Howard Hughes was not a guy you wanted to disappoint if you were employed by him. No. So they call up Baskin-Robbins, and they beg them, please, we need banana nut ice cream for Howard Hughes. You have to make some more. And they said, okay, we'll make more, but we'll do it in our usual industrial-sized batch We'll make 350 gallons, and you have to buy it all if you want that. So they bought 350 gallons of banana nut ice cream, got a specially refrigerated truck to get it all the way to Vegas. My God. Stuck it in every nook and cranny in the hotel restaurant freezer they could find. And at the time when they announced he was getting his banana nut ice cream, Howard Hughes said, nah, I like French vanilla now. <laughs> <laughs> the Desert Inn said it took them over a year to get rid of all the banana nut ice cream they had in their freezer. So that's wow. Howard Hughes that's in a amazing. banana nutshell, if you will. So that's today's food, banana nut ice cream. Is that something Eddie Pence would like to eat? There's only one way for us to find out. We got to pull that handle. Here we go. One banana nut, two banana nut. If I love it, I don't want to say love. love. It. I don't love it. I want a banana. No, I don't. No, you don't. In my mouth, I want bananas. In my mouth, because I'm Eddie Pence and I That's love it. How I would eat the banana ice, not ice cream. Why does he have to do the visuals with it? It's That's what's disturbing. 
He's he's a clown. He's Why practically he a mime. He's just got a deep throat of banana. Did you mm. ever see a clown that doesn't have space work going it's on? It's true, on. but it's just it's just they're, so they're, real. They're physical performers. I mean, I've never had banana nut ice cream, but I, I would try that. I would that give it a shot. Sounds like heaven to me. I would try it. Banana nut ice cream. I wouldn't scoff at a scoop. <laughs> scoff at a scoop. <laughs> banana nut ice cream. <laughs> I wouldn't scoff at a scoop. Call Baskin Robbins. They might use you in there. That's a great slogan for them. I think so. Mm. Baskin Robbins, don't scoff at a scoop. Come on in today. And that's it for Hello Death. Hello Death. You're dead now, so shut up. Time now to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, I never thought I'd see the day yeah. when Harvard, that's the university, by the way, Heard of it. invited this person to come speak to their students. Yeah, boy! Flava Flav. <laughs> My God. Speaking on campus yesterday and today at Harvard University, schooling students about the roots of hip-hop. Well, I guess, oh, I guess he's, he's an he's expert some, in that field. He's got some knowledge to impart, I would imagine. And he donated one of his famous clocks. Oh, to, to Harvard. He's got some to spare. Yeah. So I don't know if Harvard, when it was originally founded, thought that someday they'd be having Flava Flav's clock hanging somewhere in a place of honor. But hopefully in a town square somewhere, somewhere on campus. It's a different world. Bam Margera is losing it again. This guy's story is just so tragic. Recently, he was arrested in Burbank just last week for public intoxication. Mm. There was a video showing him screaming at his estranged wife before police were called. And, um, you know, we all know of his famed battles with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Now he's gone off the deep end. He just uh, this week threatened uh, Johnny Knoxville with a very clear message, begging him to get into a boxing ring with him for a bare knuckles boxing match. And um, it's just sad. He's got a lot of anger towards Johnny Knoxville, and he seems to blame all of his life's problems on him. And Jeff Tremaine, the producer yeah. who created uh, Jackass along with Johnny. Yeah. Because famously, they made him sign a document when they were doing the last film saying he wouldn't use in order to work on the film. Right. And he violated that agreement, and he got pitched off, and that sent uh, Bam Margera into a spiral. Mm. And it's just so deeply sad. Yeah. And uh, he keeps getting into certain recovery programs, and each time he does, you hope for the best, and then each time he does, it seems like it's not the right fit and it, it, you start to despair thinking well maybe that it doesn't work for everybody you know? yeah but this is i don't see how this ends well that's my fear too yeah so we'll see and one of the most anticipated movies of 2023 released another trailer yesterday i'm talking about barbie oh did you know Barbie is one of the most anticipated releases of the year? I didn't know that. Every I time they do one. one of these uh, moviegoer surveys, they say, what film are you looking forward most to see? Barbie's in the top three in, each, in all of them. I guess it's because you're just interested to see how they turn this into a film. I guess. How they tell a story with this subject. Yeah, I, and uh, the new trailer is promising. Uh, Greta Gerwig, who's a great filmmaker, she did Little Women and Lady Bird, which is a film that I loved. She um, is directing this, co-wrote the script as well. And the premise appears to be 
Barbie and Ken are in Barbie world, and then somehow she escapes and gets into the real world, I guess. Hmm. Anyway, I mean, Margot Robbie plays Barbie. Ken Gosling is Ken. In the new trailer, we find out that everyone there in Barbie land is named Barbie, but they all have different jobs. Like there's President Barbie, and there's Judge Barbie, and <laughs> Chef Barbie. And then Ken, all the Kens don't like each other. They're all competing for the Barbies, so they right, don't like of each other. So here's a scene with Ryan Gosling and one of the other Kens squaring off against each other on the beach. They're going to uh, threaten each other in what they call a beach off. Oh, looks like this beach is a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beach you off right now, Ken. I'll beach off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both of us off? Nobody's going to beach anyone off. See what they did there? I saw what they did with beach off. I'm going to beach you off. (laughs) I'm going to beach you off. So I guess this is geared for adults. I guess. I guess. Not a kid's movie. Let's take a look. Today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on April 5th. Legendary filmmaker Roger Corman, the king of the B-movies, 97 years old today. Wow. So many writers and directors and actors got their start with Roger Corman back in the 60s and 70s. I was lucky enough to work with him on one film. Damn you, Sharktopus! He was very (laughs) kind to me. He liked my catchphrase so much he made up little buttons that said, damn you, Sharktopus, on it when we released the film. (laughs) He's 97 today. Michael Moriarty from Law & Order's 82. Alan Clark, one of the original members of the Hollies from the 1960s. He's 81 years old today. Hey, Carrie what's your Max Gale from the old Barney Miller show. He is uh, 80 years old today. Peter Case from the Plimsolls turns 69. Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us and Black Panther is 47. Rapper, actor, Christopher Kid Reed of Kid Mmm Play. Of course, from their famous film, House Party. He's 59. Just take a look around, boy. Can't you see? Guys up on the rush. Girls are just blushing. With rocks to scratch. While herbs on percussions. Setting the stage for the stage to get set off. I bust a rhyme on the dance and just jet off. So get off because you bit off. More than you can chew. Now watch the dynamic duo do. A little go-go thing. Come on, rock and swing. You gotta roll with Kid and play. Now everybody sing. Haley Atwell, Agent Carter herself, Peggy Carter is 41. I was on that show. Yeah. And we crossed paths. Ooh. And have you ever met someone and you got so uh, stunned by their uh, physical beauty yeah. that you you were tongue-tied? <laughs> you were tongue-tied. I was tongue-tied. Wow. Because I had a huge crush on her from yeah. uh, from uh, First Avenger. Yeah. And she's British, and you know I got a weakness for British. You girls. do, you do. And she's just this stunning raven-haired beauty. Oh. And she was just sitting there, and I could have gone up and started a conversation. And I was like, blah, 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 blah. I just walked past her. <laughs> idiot. She's 41 today. Mark, not Mark at all, Mike McCready of Pearl Jam is 57. Don't call me, don't not be too. Don't be. 
Mitch Pileggi from X-Files played Skinner, of course, on that show. 71, musician Paula Cole is 55. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to know right now, what will it be? Krista Allen from Baywatch is 52. Rapper, producer, singer Pharrell Williams turns 50 years old today. Lily James from Downton Abbey and Pam and Tommy, the miniseries. Did you watch that miniseries at all? I did not. I auditioned oh. for it, but I did not. Oh, that's Jay right. You're, Jay, you're going to be Jay Leno on that. For Jay Leno. I did I not did, watch it, though. It did not work. Shocking. He is 34 years old. And singer Agnetha Falskog. 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 Agnetha Falskog. Agnetha? Agnetha? Agnetha. 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 Falskog. Falskog. He's 73 years old today. Any guesses what major supergroup Agnetha is a member of? ABBA? Damn straight, ABBA. That's her stage name, too. Because A, Agnetha is one of the A's in ABBA. Ah. It's uh, Agnetha, Benny, Bjorn, and Anifred. Poor think. Benny. What did I say? No, I said poor Benny, like oh, all those other exotic names, and he's just Benny. <laughs> he's Benny. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays today. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And before we say goodbye, we have to take a look at an artist who only had one earth-shattering success. They're one-hit wonders. It's a one-hit wonder! One-hit wonder! One-hit wonders. It's a very common tale. Today's suggestion comes from Brian. Hey, Ralph, this is Brian, three-star general from Portuguese, California. And I'm just going through the one-hit wonders list, and I couldn't help but notice you have not covered what well, has to be my favorite one-hit wonder of all time, uh, Jesus Jones, right here, right now. Um, comes from a, a different era when we were full of hope and the world was changing and artists were inspired and, and this, this song, it doesn't take me back to that time. Um, so yeah, I hope you like it as much as I did. I love you guys. I mean it. Bye. Thank you, Brian. You're right. This song was celebrating the end of the Cold War, Eddie Pence. Yeah. Spring of 1990, Jesus Jones recorded their second album, Doubt, featuring this single right here, right now. Released it in 1991, and it was a massive hit. Yeah, that was. was a big record anyway, and there were other tracks on that record, like Real, Real, Real and International Bright Young Thing that did pretty well. But right here, right now was transcendent. Not only was it an international success, but selling the rights to commercial use and for movies and television shows, 
has given this song a life of its own well after its time on the radio. The band started back in 1988 in the UK. While on a holiday in Spain, Mike Edwards, Jen, and Al Dowdy, who were the creators of the band, were on vacation, and they realized that they were just three white dudes, a.k.a. Joneses, sitting on a beach in Spain surrounded by a bunch of Jesuses. And so they called themselves Jesus Jones. Their first album in 1989 was well-received by critics. Didn't sell all that well, but as I mentioned, this second album, Doubt, was a massive hit. Nothing on that album as massive as this. Right here, right now, their massive international one-hit wonder from Jesus Jones. song the most the song most played on college radio stations in 1991 it was on the UK singles chart for 9 weeks number 2 here in the United States and as i mentioned globally licensed for promotional advertising campaigns and film and television soundtracks that kept right here right now in the public consciousness much more so than anything Jesus Jones has ever done but they're still making music they're still recording they're Are still they? touring really so hope springs eternal maybe they'll come up with another one but for right now, they're today's One Hit Wonder. It's the One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonder! One Hit Wonders. It's a very common tale. And that's it for today's show, kids. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Why don't you join us tomorrow? Thursdays are always fun because it's time for Sex University. Oh. Where we talk about something sexy up in here. And I just realized while we're recording the show separately, I can, I can touch myself. You can do whatever you want. Anything I want. And I can watch. No, you can't. I'm going to turn off the camera. No. It's going to be, just hear the noises. See you a jackpot. It'll be awful. <laughs> Maybe jackpot and I will do some exploring. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, come on back and join us, kids. But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourselves. So I implore you. Stay good in the hood. Stay sweet at six feet. When you're around me, at least. Because life is life. We want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, kids, don't ever forget, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so ha I got it. Ha-ha, bye-bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. My name is Pussy Galore. I must be dreaming.